Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. As always, so happy to be with you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you're feeling invigorated, that you have had a great weekend. For those of you who are watching this live, because we are live on Mondays, and then because of the wonders of technology, you can watch it at any time. I'm hoping that whatever day it is for you, that you are feeling good, that you're feeling empowered, that you're feeling energized. I say that because it's not always true. Sometimes we are feeling tired, even after a weekend where perhaps we thought we were going to get rest, but the list was long and there were so many things on that list that we felt we just had to do. Has that been you ever where you get to Sunday night and you're like, whew, what happened? Welcome, 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 everybody. And we're talking about energy. We're talking about how we use our energy, how we, how we think about engaging our energy and if we even do so and, and just managing that. And I chose the topic of balance today because I realize sometimes even those of us with the best of intentions aren't necessarily doing so with balance top of mind. And just thinking about the weekend and how, at least in theory, we think about the weekend as a time when we put work aside, we uh, rejuvenate, we spend time with our families, we eat well, Maybe we take a walk and we do something to rejuvenate ourselves. And yet, for many of us, especially during this period where most of us are still at home and so time feels different, you know, we, the pacing that we had before is surely not the pacing that we have today. And so within that, what do we do? So I want to say for me, this weekend, I did sleep in a little bit. I used to be the night owl, and I can't even say I'm not that anymore, but I used to not get up early. Now I get up early, but I got up a little bit later over the weekend, which was nice just to get a little bit of rest. But I had a board meeting on Saturday. I had a um, video production taping on Sunday. So I was working. Now, when I thought about that, I thought, okay, am I giving myself any time off? Because it's so important to have some space around whatever your workday is and the rest of your time, particularly when you're supposed to be having time off. You've told yourself you're going to have time off. And so one of the great things my family and I decided to do was take a drive. We love driving, just going to see the sights, uh, looking at nature. We live in Manhattan, so we've always had a car, and that makes it possible for us to leave the city and just drive. Sometimes we get out of the car, sometimes we don't, but it is rejuvenating and helps us to feel a connection with our surroundings. And what we chose to do on Sunday afternoon was to drive out to Jones Beach. So this is out on Long Island, but not too far. Now, 
it has been snowing, a lot of snow. So we weren't intending to go and, you know, put our feet, our toes in the sand. It's cold. But what we were able to do was to drive, see nature, because it's winter and there are no leaves on the trees, we were able to just look at the houses that are peering out at you in between the trees that have given us space to see because because there's a space where the leaves would be. So you see the little communities in between the uh, trees. And then there's snow everywhere. And unlike the snow that it, that which is left in New York City outside of Central Park is dirty or it's piled up. And, you know, it only looks pretty the first day in Manhattan anyway. But out there on Long Island, there was endless snow, just glistening snow. It was just beautiful. And this helped us, my husband, daughter, and me to feel rejuvenated, to have this connection to nature, to get out and be safe at the same time. And we had a little walk, not a big one, but we took the time to do something as a family in communion with nature. And it made a difference. It actually helped us to feel a sense of balance. For me, from working on both days of the weekend, for my daughter, a teenager, to get out of the house, <laughs> for all three of us to get out of the house. Balance isn't always, um, you know, that sense of being on a tightrope. And if you don't walk very carefully, you're going to fall off. That's not how I think of balance. I think of balance in terms of filling my needs and at least some of my desires and trying to create space for all of those things to happen. Taking care of my physical self, my mental self, my spiritual self, my community self. And including in that rest, which I, you know, I interviewed Norma Kamali a couple weeks ago, incredible fashion designer. She's been in the business for 50 years, which is amazing. She's 75 years old and looks younger than most 50-year-olds by far. And she talked, uh, she's written a book all about striking a balance in your life and, and how to take care of yourself in all the ways, what you put in your body that you ingest, what you put in your body with your mind, how you move your body to keep yourself feeling active and engaged, and really setting a tone for how to live in balance so that you can be strong and clear for all of the days of your life. What a practical and perfect approach. And, and I highly recommend that you get this workbook. It's called I Am Invincible. Anyhow, Norma talked about priorities and about what you put first on your list. And she puts her self first. Every morning when she gets up, she's exercising and meditating. Now, you know, I've been practicing meditation for about 30 years. I am a firm believer in going inside to tap into that great voice within because it helps you to align your steps. And 
Norma even talked about at, at her company before the pandemic, every day in the middle of the day, she would take an hour for every employee who could come to a particular room in her building and meditate or just be still. This was a part of her company practice, which I thought was brilliant. It wasn't a requirement, but it was an offering that people could refresh and renew, rejuvenate with the blessing of the business owner. Isn't that a great idea? She also talked about something that I recommend to folks, which is you can take just a few minutes reset to get yourself back in balance by having like a three minute meditation. We've, you know, when we do those cleansing breaths together, it's kind of like that. She says one of her greatest friends in the office is the bathroom. She will go in the bathroom, lock the door, put the toilet seat down, sit on the, on top of the toilet, feet firmly planted on the floor, you know, hands um, on her knees, do some deep breathing and meditating for three minutes, maybe five at most. And that would help her to reset. And I won't say would, that helps her to reset, to regain strength and focus at the points that she needs it to clear her head when she needs it. This is advice that has been given to me over and over again that I share on a regular basis with everybody I'm connected with because we have the power within ourselves to reset, to get back in alignment, to reclaim balance. Hey, it may not even be reclaiming it. It may be simply claiming it because we may have been way off center. It takes awareness to recognize when you're off center. It is in the moment of awareness that we can make a conscious choice about how we're going to live our lives, move forward, what decisions we're going to make. How do you get to the moment of awareness? Well, it comes lots of different ways. If you practice meditation, you are training yourself to listen to the voice inside and to notice when you're getting messages. And so if you are a meditator, you've set yourself up for a level of success that is really worth um, uh, acknowledging the gift you're giving yourself because you are telling yourself, I'm going to listen. I'm listening. I'm waiting for the message to come through. Ah, is that what the message is for me today? Check. I'm going to do whatever that message is. But I want to tell you, even if you're not a meditator, if you're paying attention, you often get messages. I think we get messages every single day, quite frankly. But are you listening? Are you noticing when the messages come? Have you ever, well, so let me give you a very simple example that may resonate for some people. This is just, did you get the message? Did you listen? I, I will give you, this has happened many, many times, but I'll give you one example. I was working on a project out on Long Island a few years ago and rushing because I needed to get from where I was staying to the destination for this project that I was uh, overseeing. And I had, I looked outside and it looked like it was gonna rain. I'd already gone to my car and 
the voice was telling me, go, go back and get your umbrella. And I was like, I don't have time to do that. I have to get to this destination on time, which was, by the way, an outdoor destination. But I said, okay, let me get in the car. Let me go. I get to the destination. Within half hour, it was raining hard. Did I have an umbrella? It was back at the house where I was staying. Did anybody have an extra umbrella? No. So I ended up first getting wet and then really having to leave, pause, and go back and get my umbrella because I needed it in order to function. I'm using that as a very simple example, but I use that simple example because the voice is always talking to us. The voice is always telling us what we should know, how we can get into better alignment with the moment, with being ready for the moment. And when we do not listen, we usually pay. Now, something as simple as an umbrella, I mention it because it's obvious and it's probably happened to you. But there are lots of other messages that we get. You know how you have a little ache, pain in your body and you go, oh, what's that? And then you just shun it to the side because you're so busy and intent on completing a task or doing something else. And then that little pain happens again. You go, oh, that pain is back. I wonder what happened. When I wonder what that is. And then you wonder, mm, I should call and make a doctor's appointment, but I don't have time. I don't know if my insurance will cover it. In times like these, I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want to be around people who might give me the virus. And then you put it to the side. I know people who have done that, putting it to the side, who have ended up with very serious health conditions that they could have thwarted if they had addressed it in the moment. Now, on the other side, I know people who have paid attention. And on the first sign of noticing that something was off, went to the doctor, pointed it out, even if it was something very subtle. Mm, something's not right here. I need this to be looked at. And that uh, dogged persistence made it possible to eradicate something that could have gotten much worse. Choices in the moment of awareness. This to me has everything to do with balance. When we are striving for balance, when we're striving to fulfill our needs, to fulfill at least some of our desires, to be responsible for ourselves, for our communities, our families. When we're striving for all of that and we're paying attention, it's kind of like driving a car. You can't drive a car and then take a nap. You'll have an accident. You can't drive a car and decide that you don't need to obey the traffic signals, you'll have an accident. You have to follow the rules of the road. You have to be alert. You, you have to notice everything around you, not just what's straight in front of you. The same is true for life, just our regular life. You have to pay attention. And if there's a turn needed, you have to be ready to make that turn. These are very practical points that we don't always pay attention to. And, and that's why I am bringing it up 
in this way, in different ways, for us to recognize that in seeking balance, we have to pay attention to the whole picture, the 360 picture of our lives, so that we can notice when something is off. We can notice when we need to reel some aspect of our life in. We can notice when we need to let something go. So I found a great quote. You know, I'm always looking for these quotes. And I found a really nice one. And this is from Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you all know him, but great spiritual man, great thinker, and great communicator about how to live a great life. So he says, in a work called Being in Balance, getting in balance is not so much about adopting new strategies to change your behaviors as it is about realigning yourself in all of your thoughts so as to create a balance between what you desire and how you conduct your life on a daily basis. Listen closely. I'm going to read it again. Getting in balance is not so much about adopting new strategies to change your behaviors as it is about realigning yourself in all of your thoughts so as to create a balance between what you desire and how you conduct your life on a daily basis. That balance of wants and needs. You, and, and what he talks about is realigning yourself in all of your thoughts. You know how often I talk about the union of thoughts, words, and deeds. We start with your thoughts. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What, what do you wake up thinking about? What do you talk about? Whatever you talk about is what's in your head. It's in your thoughts. Your thoughts affect what you say and the steps that you take. When your thoughts, words, and deeds are in alignment with your intentions, that's when you win. Let me say that again. When your thoughts, words, and deeds are in alignment with your intentions, that's when you win. Because you're not thinking one thing and going out down a completely different path, right? And you're not, you know, we, we have indulgences that we like to give ourselves. We all do, especially people in America. And I know people watch this broadcast from other places, but we in America love to indulge ourselves. It's part of that feeling of the land of plenty, even when there's so many who don't have plenty. But somehow in our minds, the sense of entitlement to indulge ourselves is part of the culture. So if you are looking to get fit and you've decided, you've committed that you're going to get fit, this is just as an, as an example, but you don't ever do exercise, you're not in alignment. That thought that you have, good thought, I'm going to get fit. If you are just sitting around and not moving, then your actions do not align with your thoughts. Do you see that? And then you get frustrated because whatever goal you may have set for, you, for yourself, you're never going to reach because you haven't done the work. So balance, aligning your thoughts with your actions, your thoughts, words, and deeds. 
if you want to get a new job and now, you know, many people have lost their jobs. God bless the people who are looking, who have nothing. But there are also people who have jobs that they don't like and they feel frustrated and want to do something different. What are you doing about that? Are you complaining and not looking? Are you feeling bristly and uncomfortable and mad because whatever it is you're doing isn't serving your spirit, but you're not positively looking to change that experience? If that's what you're doing, you're not in alignment. And even for the people who, and I want to say especially because there's so many people who are out of work, if you are feeling crippled by that feeling of not having work when you really need it and desperation sets in and you start doubting yourself because you don't know when the time will come when you'll be able to have enough resources to take care of your family, take care of yourself, and panic sets in. I want to say to you, that is not in alignment with the goal of finding work. And desperation is unattractive. So whatever any of us may be experiencing, if desperation is part of it, you need to understand desperation is unattractive. It will never bring you to what you want. Never. You could be incredibly frustrated because you're like, I'm a good person. Why can't I have what I want? It's not fair. And then pointing that finger at somebody, somebody else's fault. Part of it is your fault. The attitude of that crippling attitude that reveals desperation, fear, inadequacy, worry is unattractive. It is unbalanced. It's, you know, you feel almost like you're in quicksand and you're just sinking, sinking, sinking. When you feel like that, in the moment that you realize, the moment of conscious awareness, when you realize if you're spiraling down and losing that self-esteem, losing faith in your ability to leap into your greatness, when, if you are finding yourself stuck, and even worse than stuck, sinking, when you recognize that, that's an important moment to take a breath, to realign with your spirit, to assure yourself that you do not have to stay in that space, and to choose positive, affirming thoughts that will help you to climb out of that space. It is possible. It is doable. People do it all the time. I'm going back to Wayne Dyer. I'm going to tell you what he said again. Getting in balance is not so much about adopting new strategies to change your behaviors as it is about realigning yourself in all of your thoughts so as to create a balance between what you desire and how you conduct your life on a daily basis. Do you see what I'm getting at? You know, I talk about the connection mind, body, spirit. He's saying, it's not so much strategies to change your behaviors. It's a changing your thinking. It is addressing your thinking. It is controlling 
your thinking. And see, that's where meditation and yoga come in. For me, it's about discipline. That rather than allowing your thoughts to go travel all down whatever path they want to go, rather than allowing yourself to fall into the malaise of sadness, fear, worry, just lethargy, choosing to stop, choosing in the moment of awareness to stop that, choosing to close that door and open a different door, the door to your empowerment, the door to your ability to control thoughts first, words second, deeds third, thoughts, words, and deeds. It matters. You create balance, harmony, the ability to sleep at night by choosing to be in control of yourself. Simple, right? Except for it's not. It's hard to do. But it is simple. You have the ability to control yourself. Do you ever feel like you don't? Do you ever feel like, I just have to eat one more of those things that I'm not supposed to eat, that I just have to binge watch one more show rather than going to sleep, that I just have to talk on the phone to somebody who I'm complaining with because, well, I'm accustomed to doing that and it feels good. The guilty pleasures that we so, you know, put up on a pedestal sometimes. Oh, I love doing that. I love doing that thing that isn't serving me. And by the way, I'm not suggesting that you can't do fun things. Not at all. Like another thing Norma Kamali said to me, she's vegetarian. She totally believes in being vegetarian. She, however, says that she loves to eat. She says, it's not like I deprive myself of anything. She doesn't consider it a deprivation to not eat meat. She chooses not to. And so she now has for many years, she's been a vegetarian since the 70s, I think. But she says she has found a whole universe of food that she loves that allows her to eat as much as she chooses to eat, to remain healthy and satiated and happy. So I want to be sure that as I talk to you about balance, it is not denial of the things that you may want or need. Once you may want to exclude some wants, not as a sense of denial, but as a sense of enriching your spirit and your, your being. So it's an attitude change. Back to what Dyer says, it's about your thinking. That if you decide that something that you've been doing, eating, drinking, ingesting through what you pay attention to, if it isn't serving you anymore, you can choose to let it go. That is different from denial, like, oh, I can't allow myself to do this anymore. I just can't do whatever it is. I can't eat whatever it is. I can't drink whatever it is. I can't watch whatever it is. I can't talk to whoever it is because it's bad for me. As soon as you set yourself up in that way, that thing that you're denying yourself becomes that much more appealing because you've just told yourself you can't have it. And then suddenly it gets larger than life and you just can't wait to have more of it, whatever it is. 
So it's not denial. In, in, in seeking balance, instead, it is aligning yourself with the things that will nurture your being, that will make you happy from the inside out. It's letting go of things that really don't serve you. It's welcoming experiences, uh, people, food, your environment, welcoming things that serve you, letting go of things that do not, making a conscious decision to choose you, to choose what's best for you, getting in alignment with yourself so you know what that is. What I've discovered over my many years on the planet is what I thought was good for me when I was 20 may not be good for me today. And this is another thing. I keep talking about Norma, but I loved talking to her so much. In her, in her workbook, I Am Invincible, she talks about the decades from the 20s to now she's in her 70s and the kinds of things that are important to us in each of the decades, how we approach life, um, the choices that we make. She talks about the choices she's made, but also choices that other people make. And in talking about those choices, it's always a refinement of alignment and seeking to figure out how to be your best at each of these pivotal points in life. And I learned years ago that for the most part, all of us are striving to do our best, even if we don't do a good job at it. Most people aren't choosing to be bad people. Most people aren't choosing to be mean, rude, um, unproductive. Most people are doing their best. The question is, how far are you reaching? And what, through what vision are you making this effort? And so if we pay attention, we're constantly growing, we're refining that lens that shows us what we value, what's important to us. And then over time, when you're fine tuning that lens, you realize, hmm, that practice that I had back whenever, before, ago, not so good for me now. It may or may not have been good for me years ago, but it's not good now. So I don't have to do that anymore. I can say good, thank you and goodbye. What are the practices that are good for me now? What are the things that will help me to be my best, that will help me to sleep well at night, that will help me to be in alignment so that I can engage ease in living my life, even when things are hard? Now think about that. If you can engage ease so that you can breathe and experience whatever it is that you are going through, being supported by grace, then life is sweeter. Now, I worked with a woman recently who had a problem at her job, very high-level executive, had a problem at her job, and was worried about how to handle the next steps. And we, we talked through it, we meditated through it, and got to a point of 
making sure she was in alignment with offering her best to this difficult moment and being prepared for whatever future, whatever the future would hold. And as it turned out, she's making a transition out of that job into whatever the potential is that's next for her. But because of the work that we did to really help her to be centered and to engage her power, even during a moment that was uncomfortable and made her feel very vulnerable because a problem occurred that she was responsible for. Because she engaged her power, even in this difficult moment that led to her departure, it ended in the best way possible through everybody honoring each other, even as the transition needed to be made. I, I had a whole broadcast recently about endings being even more important than beginnings. And she practiced this in this moment. And so all of the parties involved came together in a way that honored her and her service to the organization that gave her an incredible cushion as she looks to move forward and left everyone feeling respected. Now, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to find balance when you are feeling that a bad thing is going to happen. And a bad thing for most people, if you're going to lose your job, that's a bad thing. But she handled this expertly, with strength, with resolve, with confidence. And therefore, what she got back was that same thing. She was treated with respect. She was treated in the highest possible way. No matter what befalls you, you can choose balance. You can choose your inner strength. You can choose to be in alignment with what you need and what you want and figure out how to temper that so that you stay the course moving forward. Even when you have to let go of things, even when you are let go, you can stay strong. And so I hope that as we've looked at this, this notion of balance and looked at some different examples of how we can choose to be in alignment, in balance within ourselves and the way that we live our lives, I hope this is helping you to think about your life. So it's time for you to ask yourself, what is out of balance? What's out of balance in your life? that you need to get in balance. What? Make a list, write down what is out of balance for you. And whatever that might be, I want you to, A, you're gonna write it down. B, you're gonna pay attention to it. When you pay attention to it concretely and ask yourself, what can I do to get into better alignment with my life and to create balance where I don't feel it right now? where I'm not experiencing it right now? What can I do now to get myself into better alignment with my thoughts, my words, my deeds, so that I can be better in balance? Write it down. Figure out at least one step that you can take to help you move in that direction. And then do it. 
today. Don't contemplate it for a week. Pick one thing. What one thing can you do that will help you to be in balance? Do it and see what it feels like. Do it for a week. See what it feels like to engage that control that tells yourself to keep going back to center. You keep going back to doing the thing that will help you to be in better balance. Every day for a week, do that thing. Write it down. Tell yourself how effective you're being at following your decision to strike that balance, to be in alignment, to control your mind, your words, your deeds, and see how it feels. For me, it's been very fulfilling, and I bet it will be for you. So you're going to do that? We're going to find balance? One thing that will help us be in better balance, write it down, practice it for a week. All right. It's been so great to be with you. It's always my honor. Until we meet again, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.